we can really create a very specific plan on how you and your husband can navigate these times of parenting that are just not necessarily fun, but like Jennifer said, they're just not sustainable. And and being in survival mode, man, two or three nights of that, and you're like, oh yeah, we've got to do something different. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter, presented by Spoonful One. Spoonful One believes in a future without food allergies, and we are so happy to have them as a part of the Moms on Call podcast again this season. Spoonful One's mission is to stop a food allergy before it starts. When we get questions about what Spoonful One is and how it works, we like to have Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson answer those. She is the Chief Medical Officer for Spoonful One, and she's also a pediatrician and most importantly, a mom. One of the most common questions I get asked about introducing common allergens is whether you need to feed each food one at a time and wait days in between. The simple answer is no. New data shows you don't need to feed one food at a time, and you can feel confident feeding multiple foods at once. And you don't need to wait days in between each food. The real risk is in going slow and delaying introduction and feeding allergens. Spoonful One is a science-backed solution that provides daily exposure to 16 food allergens to help take the guesswork out of allergen feeding. You can learn more and get an exclusive discount at SpoonfulOne.com slash Moms on Call. Hey, Moms on Call. My name is Callie. I'm a mom from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have a 13-month-old son. Uh, My question for you guys today is on sippy cups and weaning. Uh, My son has been doing great with sippy cups of cow's milk um, all during the day and at dinner time. And this week, we just started trying to wean our morning and night feeds and offer a sippy cup of cow's milk instead. Um, When I offer him a sippy cup at what would have been a nursing time, he is not interested, does not want to drink it, and will not drink the milk unless I put it in a bottle. Uh, I know this is not a habit I want to form, so I would love to hear any advice you have for us at this time. Love everything you guys do. We're so thankful for your resources and your help. Hey, Callie, man, we have all been there as we're trying to get, you know, weaned over to whole milk. And oh, my gosh, now, you know, how much milk is okay? And oh, my gosh, they skipped a a whole sippy cup of milk and didn't drink a drop of it. And, you know, plus now we're trying to wean off the bottles or nursing sessions if you've chosen to to wean off a nursing. And it's it can be just chaotic. (laughs) Well, but you bring up a really good point. And we always say if you have several transitions that you're looking at, do them all together. All together. Every transition takes three to five days for them to just be able to get in the new habit. And so if we lump them all together, then we have a total of three to five days instead of three to five days of cow's milk, three to five days of the, you know, moving from the bottle to the sippy cup, three to five days. And before you know it, like that has way outpaced my, um, 
patience as a, as a parent. So what we want to do is we want to be able to give you really some encouragement in two ways. Number one, check out the Moms on Call resources because we talk about what they need in that transition at 12 months. It is such a stark difference when all of a sudden all of their diet is, you know, from liquid. And now we're really transitioning to the bulk of their diet being, you know, baby foods and finger foods. And so they don't need as much of the liquid anymore. And sometimes it's really, they know even better than we do how much less they need. It's just, you know, such a shock to us because, you know, we fed them so much liquid before. And so we want just to be able to, you know, map out, you know, at a year of age, just really three to four servings of milk or milk products a day. Um, is what we're looking for. So that's going to help all by itself to just decrease some of the expectation and, you know, just some of the stress of making this transition for you. Hi, this is Cora from Indiana. Um, I have a little nine-week-old, and we've been roughly following the Moms on Call uh, protocol. Yeah, we're, moms, we're a Moms on Call family. Uh, I have, He's nine weeks old, and he's been a pretty good sleeper so far. He can put himself down at nap time. He can... He's down to one feed in the middle of the night, but a couple of days ago, he recently showed us that he can roll over from his back to his tummy when he's swaddled, and so we took him out of the swaddle, and it has derailed all of our sleep progress. Uh, he can't, he's really, he really struggles to put himself to sleep now. Um, he's waking multiple times a night, and he's still under 12 pounds. He's nine weeks old, and so we're not really comfortable doing the full transition and dropping the swaddle. Um but I don't know what to do and we need help. I would love to get some more sleep back. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Cora from Indiana. We do. We address this often. There are sometimes these little kids that are just, especially our little movers, they rock and roll and move and they want to be free. They want to be free. And and I'll always say, Cora, this is one of those situations that one of our consultants is fabulous because they will walk alongside you and personalize and modify that plan according to where you are and and where that little one is. So everybody kind of has, like, I'm not exactly following the book for that's you know general audiences like mine's early we're nine weeks old but 12 pounds right and that's perfect yeah that's where the consultants really come in so we can get all the information that we need but we will get you your sleep back that is for certain and so and i love this so yes you 100 percent did the right thing he's got to be out of the swaddle there's a couple of things that i want to make sure of i want to make sure you're using the right sow machine So make sure you've got a nice, high-quality white noise machine placed about two to three feet away from the crib that you've got it nice and loud on white noise. Now, why does that help, Laura? Uh, Well, because it helps with those transitional sleep cycles. So when they're waking up and kind of coming up to what we call twilight sleep, it helps them to go back into that deep sleep without our intervention, which now that we're out of the swaddle, we can allow a little bit longer time to try to adjust to that new freedom. So white noise machine, we wanna make sure that we're on a fairly consistent routine. Yes, we love for you to follow the moms on call routines just as we have them. We really do love for you to do that. That's not always realistic. And sometimes that's just not how you want to run your house. Okay, but let's be consistent 
with the times of the day to the best of our ability and that evening routine. We want to make sure that we're keeping that evening routine somewhat the same because the way their bodies tell time is by doing the same thing at the same time every day. We want to make sure that they're in footed pajamas. We want him to be free. We want him to be able to use those muscles, to scrunch those legs up, to figure out how to roll over and scoot around the bed. And that takes time. And that's for kids who are out of the swaddle. Like, we'll put them in these little footed pajamas like Laura's talking about. And yes, and yes patiently working to get to that goal but you have let's give a shout out to Cora because she has a child that is nine weeks old and puts himself down at nap time and down to one feet in the middle of the night that is fabulous so we're really making a lot of great progress here we're right on track this is just a little transition it's a little bump in the road we're going to get from here to there and I would expect to still do a feed in the night for the next week or two as we need to and you don't you're right you don't have to go all in and follow the guidelines for 12 weeks and over You can modify that just a little bit. And what that means is just giving them time and opportunity within what you decide. Whether that's five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever you decide, try to reach that goal and extend that goal just a little bit every few days. And then before you know it, he's going to be rocking and rolling, finding that comfy spot, sleeping through the night. And this will be literally just a bump in the road. Hi, guys. Uh, My name is Gabriella, and I live in Florida. Um, I have a son who is 26 months old, and he was beautifully sleep trained, thanks to you guys at Moms on Call, from the time he was 10 weeks old. Um, My husband and I are now noticing and struggling with that sort of two-year mark, the sleep regression that comes with that. I know he is developmentally, you know, learning to use his voice to to advocate for himself and what he needs. But um, last night we were up for hours with him um, just screaming as soon as we would put him back in the crib. And it's so foreign to us because, you know, he had been such a great sleeper up until this point. And so, you know, we're trying to set those loving, firm boundaries, but, um, he just was not having it last night. And of course we end up being so exhausted that we give in. So I'm asking for help for advice on how to lovingly redirect him back to the sleep schedule um, for the nighttime because it's been brutal. Thank you guys so much for what you do. Gabriella, you are right on track. So what we see is one of the biggest culprits in kind of putting a little bump in our really successful sleep habits at this age is language development. So when they do start that language explosion, literally their mind wakes up in new places. And so it almost like doesn't let them get to sleep as it's just figuring out where all the neurons are matching up and firing. And so they go through this very normal two-week period where they start waking up in the middle of the night. And that's when we can start some unsustainable habits, especially those of us who are completely not used to this. I'm so glad you weren't used to it. But yes, we are going to have to take a loving and firm approach to get back on track and we can do it. 
And this is a great time to take the Toddler by Design app and know exactly how he's designed within one or two of those paradigms, social movement and engineer, rule follower and touch. And if you know that, then we can really create a very specific plan on how you and your husband can navigate these times of parenting that are just not necessarily fun. But like Jennifer said, they're just not sustainable. And and being in survival mode, man, two or three nights of that, and you're like, oh yeah, we've got to do something different. And so Toddler by Design will help with those specific things, as well as consider a, a consultant to help walk this out with you. Yes, we very much would like to lovingly redirect <laughs> you. <laughs> and that's what we do. Yes. We support the ones supporting the kids yes. and helping them do what we know that they are capable of doing. So I would say on the basis of this beautiful um, paragraph, how much you love and have invested in this process, we want you to return to all nights of sleep. Let a consultant partner with you and get you from here to there. Sharing some of our most popular tips and tricks. This is the Moms on Call Spotlight presented by Spoonful One. One hour doesn't really seem like a big thing until time change. Jennifer, this is one of those things that seem to disrupt a household faster than anything else. Well, there's the good hour and the bad hour. (laughs) So watch the Moms on Call Instagram. We always put up the details that every parent is looking for so that we can manage and transition to the best of our ability. But basically, the big questions are, do we change right at the time change? And the answer is yes, we wait until that day to do the change. And then the second question is, how long will it take them to adapt to the new routine? And the answer to that, if you stick to the Moms on Call schedule, is two to three. This Moms on Call Spotlight was presented by Spoonful One. Spoonful One's mission is to reduce food allergy rates in infants and children. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.